guys. Hello, everyone. We did. Thank you for bearing with us while we took a much-needed break from everything. (sighs) From everything. I hope everybody who celebrated Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or... I hope everyone had a good time. (laughs) I hope you all are very nice and fed from all of the home-cooked meals. Well-rested as much as you can during the holidays. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and New Year's, when we're filming this, New Year's is around the corner. It will have already happened when you see this. Yes. So that's exciting. Welcome to 2023. That's weird. That's really scary, actually. Let's... This is the year I get married. (sighs) I'm panicking. (laughs) It's not my wedding and I'm panicking. Which is funny because I'm not panicking at all. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Oh, it's just gonna be so... so, like, I forgot the fact that I turned 23 already, so, like, I don't know. There's not a difference between 22 and 23, but I'm just getting, I'm almost 25, which means I'm almost 30. Not at all. Which means I'm almost 40, which means I'm almost 50, and basically over a fifth of my life is already done. Over a fifth. That's a huge chunk. That's a huge chunk. I only have four more fifths. Why do you think <laughs> I only have four more fifths if I'm lucky. That's like to get that. me to a hundred. So really, I have three more fourths. Oh my god. I'm having a quarter life crisis. That's a thing. I know. Why do people say that though? Don't people say they're having a quarter life crisis when they're like in their forties? Like, no, you're having a a a third a third. What is it called? Three fourths life crisis at that point because you're already like almost there, you know. Three fourths. A half. Yeah, mid. Yeah, if you're if you're in the forty, you hopefully you make it to eighty. Mid. Oh, is that what they call it? Mid-life. Midlife crisis. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, yeah quarter. That's me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm chilling. You know why? <laughs> because I see people who are like twenty six, twenty seven on a daily basis with Kyle, and it is like the same age as we are right now, and I it's know. not even a little bit. But we're, he's almost a 30. He's almost a 30. A couple years, he's going to be saying, I'm 30 years old. They're yeah. getting a 30-year-old And man. I'm, the and day that he 30. turns 30, I'm going to be playing 30 by Bo Burnham the whole day for him. Oh, yeah. 100%. I feel like I relate to that song so much, and... And I'm and not I'm 30. not 30. <laughs> not even halfway to 30, and I'm already like, oh, yeah. All the Me. All of my friends having children. None of my friends are having children. What... Why do I relate to this song? Cat, I mean, you have, my cat does attack You me. have cat children. I do have oh, cat she's children. She's a little bit aggressive today. One of my friends has, well, two. Two of my friends. Two? One, well, Kyle's friend. Yes. Right? And yes. then um, one of my other friends. Who? Oh, Beth. one of your other friend's Beth's friends. friend, yeah. I feel like I need to have a child soon. Not birth. Obviously, I'm not birthing. Uh, and by obviously, I mean, to Jade, it was obvious, because um, I've mentioned that a lot. <laughs> to you guys, it's not obvious. But I feel like I need to have a child soon. Soon? Soon. Like, like how soon like, is soon? Like, I don't want to be, like, an old mom. Okay. So I'm going to have to adopt, like, if I want to adopt young, I'm going to have to do it, like, by the time I'm 25, I at least, if I want to adopt an infant, by the time I'm 25, I at least need to adopt an infant. That gives me two more years, y'all. Like, actually? Because once I'm, like, 28, then I can, like, or 30, then I can adopt. Because I'm going to adopt, like, a younger one and, like, an older one. Right. So I can adopt the older one when I'm older so it, like, cancels out, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, if I want a younger child, it needs to happen soon. I don't want... I want to be, like, the young mom, you know? Yeah. That's how I used to think. That's how I used to think because, obviously, my mom had me when she was really young. Mm -hmm. But then I'm, like, also, Hima and Papa had my mom when they were, like, 30 and they still seem very young to me. So well, I feel like 30 is not weird. They act very young. Like, I feel like actually a lot of my grandparents act like not how 60 or almost 70 year olds should be acting. Well, maybe that's just a misconception that well, we have yeah. about 60 and 70 year olds. No, it is. But like, well, because I have like one grandma who like has hip problems. She has all these things. She has to use a walker. And then I have another grandma who's the exact same age who's like, walking for miles down Frankenmuth in the snow with us and like 
no big deal. And yeah. it's just like, and then there's like, how old Hima are and Papa they? who are like, they're both like, I think they're like almost 70. Okay. Like, Hima and Papa like, are almost, in their 70s. Yeah. And they're like running marathons and going on yeah. like hikes and stuff. All like, the time. That has yeah. to be me. It will be. It, it will for sure be, be us. I, I Well, feel I just like... mean like I need to have that discipline of like actually being active because that's think really what matters. When we're you really older. going to, I mean, hopefully if we stay within like a short driving distance yes. like we are right now, maybe closer, that would be really nice. Then we can like be disciplined with each other. That's true. Keep each other on. As we get check. older. Because yeah. I feel like him and Papa probably keep each other on check. Oh, they you know for I mean? sure do. Like, I need that. Yeah, they for sure do. Oh, my God. And then if you do adopt an infant and you are, like, closer to us, we can, like, watch them all the time. We'll be their second parents for yes. sure. No, for sure. Like, 100, like, absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, I I love babies. And so everybody's like, well, you don't shouldn't have to adopt, like, an infant because that's, like, selfish because everybody wants the young ones. Uh, but I don't care. Um, yeah, <laughs> like the infant still needs a home too. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I love babies. I love babies so much, and I don't need a partner to be a parent. Like I just don't really care about that. Um, especially if there's only one. Like I can handle that. My I, mom did that. I'm handling multiple children every day. Yeah, ratio of one to four or one to eight. Like I think a ratio of one to one. That's so doable. But yes, you would definitely be the aunt godmother yeah. of the child. Yes. Is Kyle good with children? Very, very much. Yeah. Like, oh my god, when we were when we worked at Kensington, um, there was like sometimes the pump house would have to like make this really loud noise and it would like scare the kids a lot because mm-hmm. it's like out of nowhere and it's mm-hmm. really loud. And one time we were up on top of the slide together and this kid like got freaked out and he what is that? And Kyle John was like, okay, you can't tell anyone. That's our dragon. And he was like, the dragon? He was like, yeah, we keep a dragon over there. What do you think powers all this stuff? And he was like, oh. And then like. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard uh-huh. in my actual entire life. Yeah. Um, That's what I need from a partner. Yeah. I know. I was like, that was so cute. <laughs> that was so cute. Wow. I can picture that of kyle yeah i mean like i can but i also can't yeah that makes sense it because does. the way you guys talk about kids is very much like you don't want children right. but that doesn't mean you don't like children nope. other people's kids necessarily okay that's true yeah we're like very said, very good babysit my kids absolutely do all oh yeah we're very good with kids they're not you know, ours out as yours, as i don't have to spend as much money on that and also time and time and, and sleep oh my and god sleep. and then Sorry to any one of my family members listening right now, but also there was be no time for being able to get high. You can't no. be high if you're a can't. parent. No. Like at all. Not unless they're not until they get old enough where they can take care of themselves. Yeah. Like, a little take bit. Take care of themselves. Yeah. Like right. 13, like in their teens. Like, right. Where they, yeah, exactly. You don't have to be keeping an eye on them. They're on video games them. anyways. So. Exactly. Also no time for anything, any sort anything. of intimacy. No. Well, all. when they're sleeping. But then you're like, I want to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Then it's <laughs> like, at that time. point, I also want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you just make them go for a bike ride now. <laughs> Don't be home for another at least 45 minutes. <laughs> no, because then I would be paranoid that they would be kidnapped. That's true, dude. I See, I never think about that. Like, I never think about, oh, no, what if something happens to my, like, my ch- ca- child because I, obviously I don't have a child right so I'm not like thinking about that but like all the time I would never they would never leave my sight and they will never have a sleepover with someone whose parents I haven't met and like know decently well because the amount of molestation things oh, yeah. that happen with like sleepovers is ridiculous oh, yeah. um so absolutely not yeah um if they're having a sleepover they can come over to our house <laughs> true like I'm no see I like my mom said she never thought cat my mom said she never thought about that like when i was younger like she never because it wasn't like a thing that like was highly talked about talked about at all right but like one of my neighbors 
who I was like my friend for a little bit in elementary school. She was like kind of weird. Her family was kind of weird, but they like <laughs> refused to let her come over to our house and stay the night mm. because of that. Re- like the parents told my mom, like, yeah, we're just like super cautious about, you know, whatever. So like your daughter can come over here. You guys can both come over here. They were like, yeah, you yeah. like both the parents can come over too, whatever. And so but then my mom was like, oh, like don't never thought about that yeah. as a possibility, which is like, sad that it has to be thought about right like, exactly because yeah i mean i just being able to drop your kids off like with a friend. friend exactly and, and i mean the, hey, cat, oh you are getting dirt everywhere i feel like the older i get the more children i want really like i used to only want one and then i wanted like two like a year ago but now i'm like wouldn't it be kind of nice to have like a whole gaggle a gaggle <laughs> like three or four but see, that's the great thing. I'm not birthing them. So I don't have to go through pregnancy three or four times. Yeah, but you have to go through everything else three or four times. Cars. Yeah. College. Cars. I forgot about cars. College. Uh, any summer they, camp they, they ever want to go to. They can share cars. Any, like, you, every, it, they cost so much money. I know. That's why it's I like, if it. I was oh. rich, if I was rich, I would probably have a kid now. Genuinely, that is a big, big, big part because if you're so rich, it's really the money. It really is the money. If you're rich, you can have the kid and you can have them have a, like a nanny that's there all the time, so you can still go do the shit that you want. You can like you. I just money. Yeah. Hmm. I never think about money when it comes to children. It's not like a factor for me. I would just want. <laughs> I know that. Ow. <laughs> that is a kick. I just didn't know if it was still. No, it's oh, very it is. You poked it. Okay. Again. <laughs> is it still? Yep. No, it just did that. Just poked myself. Oh my god. Anyway. So yes, multiple children. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be like Steve Harrington. Oh my god, going back to Stranger Things. <laughs> Those last season, he talks about how he wants to get an RV and have like hundreds of children. That is gonna be me. Um, whether I do it alone or not. Um, somehow I'll I'll scrape up the money. Well, don't worry, um, Kyle and I will will help. <laughs> oh, thanks. We will help. We will. Thanks. Yes. We might have to live in an RV, but that's okay. That'll be kind of fun. Mm, not with your children. Oh, well, um, okay. Living yeah. in an RV with your children sounds like actual actual hell. Yeah. But um. So yeah, that's me. I'm gonna have multiple kids, and you're gonna be the aunt of all of them. Absolutely, and, and I will be very happy that about point. that. That's exactly. If I have four, well, like, that's what's what do like, you need? That's what's so for? exciting about like. Ha- like friends that want kids is because mm. like like Emily said that if she does like get married and have kids like she will want kids and I was like that's really exciting because that's another person where I can be around the kid but yep. like I don't but, but I not- don't have to take them home exactly exactly for more than like one night or whatever like exactly seven. yeah so anyway hi everyone anyway hi everyone we this is episode 11 this now that we've talked oh about podcast. uh of the oh my podcast <laughs> now that we've talked about um children and the future in 2023 2023 um we can actually get into like the yes. theme of the podcast <clears throat> so actually sorry before we do i really just mm. need to show this is so cool um so one of my beautiful wonderful friends named anna um made gifts this year and she was my secret santa and so we exchanged stuff and she made this little ashtray of the moon. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll also um, insert probably a closer up one. But um, the moon from our logo and then on the side it says, oh my. It's very, very cute, it's you guys. It's so cute. I love this so much. One of the most thoughtful gifts it definitely that I've like, is. ever, ever gotten over. And then she also made these like candle holders. Oh. Yeah. I'm obsessed. They're so cute. They're so cute. Okay. And then one more thing, I guess. So we have a new Oracle whatever mm-hmm. thing. Whatever. Um, it's like the stress relief one. Um, and my cousin's girlfriend got this for me for Christmas, which to be fair, Jaren and Isla and I are like so close that we're basically siblings. Yeah. So really, she's like my sister-in-law, t- yes. to be fully honest. So. Yes. Those are really cool. So that's what we use today. So you'll be able to hear that at the end of the episode. And um, yeah. Yeah. So the theme for today is uh, books. Yes. So whatever has to do with books is what we chose. Um, am I going first or are you going first? Me first. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I chose to do the burning of the Library of Alexandria. Oh, I didn't know there was a burning. Did you know about the Library of Alexandria? No, listen, I've heard the term 
Library of Alexandria. I thought this was, like, a Atlantic city in the ocean thing. Okay. Where, like, people thought, like, made it up. Right. I didn't know that there was, like, a burning or, like, I don't know if this is a real thing. Yeah. Or... Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I, what I thought I knew about it before mm-hmm. is not the real thing at all. Oh. So, I, what I thought was it was this place that had, like, original texts of, like, everything, and there was only one copy of it, and it was here, and someone burned it to, like, either put humans behind however many years, or to, like, hide something that was in there, like, Mm. evidence of aliens, or something like Mm. that, and then that was it, and we just, like, didn't know anything about it after. That's, like, a full-on myth. Like, fully Okay, so you thought, from what you knew about the Library of Alexandria, is that it's this mystical library with one book of every, like, one copy of everything, yes. and it had, um, like, what sort of information? Like, history information or, like, occult sort of? Okay, so, like, literally some, like, sort of magic, some sort yep. of history stuff, yep. and then somebody burned it to, like, either hide the information or like you said to slow down the evolution or whatever of the human race yes okay but that's none of that is true no not a single part pretty much not okay great so then what actually is it? so (laughs) here we go first i'm I'm gonna show you a picture of what it looked like so there she is not a library that's a civilization so this was located in alexandria egypt okay And it was founded by Alexander the Great, who was a pharaoh. Okay. So, pharaoh. Alexander, Alexandria, they kind of... Okay. Yeah. I see. So, this was one of the most significant libraries in the ancient world. Okay, so this is not real. The, the library is real. Yes, the library is real. Okay, yes. one of the... But one of, not the. Not you know? the. Um, and it was, like, called a universal library because it had texts of, like, different stuff there. Different, like, stuff. Languages in... okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Um... It initially was built as a way uh, to show off Egypt's wealth. Okay. To, like, be like, look at mm-hmm. all the things we have. But then it actually, like, turned into, like, an actual scholarly, like, place. Okay. So, it was part of a larger institution, which is that whole thing that you saw. That whole thing is, like, this whole institution. Oh, I don't know what okay. part of the actual library, but that whole thing is, like, part of it. Okay. And it's called um, Musion, and it was dedicated to the muses. The, like, like the, muse. like the nine goddesses of arts. Okay. The daughters of Zeus. Okay. Like in Hercules, the yeah. ones on the. Okay. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. Now, um, now you got my attention. And there were nine shrines, like okay. for one of each of them okay. in this place. So, um, besides the library, the Musion also had lecture areas for like, like classes and stuff. Okay, so it was like a campus. Yeah. Of except, like scholarly. Oh. It had gardens, so yeah. Okay. But then it was what a zoo. Wait, uh-huh. um, I guess that could be part. I mean, that is so like, like learning. An, do you know what animals are at the zoo? I have no idea. Because I'm Wouldn't picturing be, like, like, I'm picturing camels. <laughs> yes. I'm picturing, um, <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, how do you spell this? Alexandria? No, Moo. Oh, um, M-O-U-S-E-I-O-N. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, nothing comes up. It won't tell me. Cool. I want to know. Okay, but yeah, anyway, so that. there's a zoo. Um, yes, there is a that's zoo. That's strange. Isn't that cool? Imagine but also to be fair, you having a zoo. To be fair, though, it kind of makes okay. with, with a zoology something. If you're studying the animals and like studying how that's they. True what they eat, what kind of environment they like, the kind of different, you know. But then it'd be less of a zoom or like a habitat. That's true. You think. That's true. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. They just called it a zoom. Okay, maybe. Okay, so anyway, it had like not books because there weren't books at the time. It had papyrus scrolls. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yes. Not so books. this is, this was really, really interesting okay. actually. So, um, it's unknown how many scrolls were there, but it's estimated this is a wide fucking range. The oh, estimation, no. okay? Oh, no. 
from 40,000 to 600,000 scrolls. Um, that's like hard to gauge. Yeah, it is. Like even like 40,000 scrolls. I don't even know what that would look I like. I know. Um, have you watched Avatar Last Airbender? Yes. Okay. When they go to that library, Please. that like picture like that kind of thing where the scrolls are everywhere and they're like piled on top of each other. Oh, and, like, like okay. Yeah. So, um, they would get these scrolls from people at like the port or whatever. They would grab whatever scrolls that like people had with them and then they would translate them to Greek. And, like, have that, and then they would keep that and give the original back to Oh, okay. So everything in the library is, like, like copied. copied. Unless they had enough money and wanted the original that badly that they would, like, pay to have the original. Um, Sounds like a lot of work. 40,000. To 600,000. To 600,000 of, like, copied, transcribed. Yeah. So, okay, fun fact. Um, They needed a way to sort the scrolls, but... (laughs) Because they're scrolls, they laid in heaps on top of each other rather than like sitting separately on shelves. It was like impossible to fully have like an actual system. So, what they did is they divided them into genre and then sorted them by the author's name. And then they just had to figure it out from there. Oh my God. Uh Dude, that would stress me out to the max. Yeah. I could never work there. Never. (laughs) I can never work there. Absolutely not. So, Alexandria, the city, was called the capital of knowledge and learning. And mm-hmm. here are the different people who worked there during uh, 3rd and 2nd centuries BC. Okay, am I supposed to know these people? I will explain what they did that is important. Okay, because I don't know anything about... I'm so bad at history, it's you guys. Okay. So, it's okay. Like, you even saying <laughs> Alexander the Great, never heard of him, honestly. Really? Um. Yeah, I'm glad you said he was a pharaoh because I would have been lost. I'm picturing, like... The king. That's what I always thought, too, until I read this, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Um, Zenodotus of Ephesus. He worked on standardized. <laughs> just very small, minimal shrug. <laughs> um, he worked on standardizing um, Homeric poems. So the Greek poet Homer. He would standardize them so oh. everyone could have them. Um, Callimachus, he wrote Pinakes, which is the first library catalog in the West. Its contents uh, had what was in the Library of Alexandria. So this was like the first table of contents of everything that was in there. Um, Apollonius of Rhodes, he composed the epic poem Argonautica. Argonautica. I think is how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, uh, Era... Oh, God. Eratosthenes of Cyrene, he, this is crazy, okay. calculated the circumference of the Earth within a few hundred miles of accuracy. What? He calculated it to be 24,650 miles around, and the actual circumference is 24,900 oh. miles. How did he do that? Okay. And he also predicted the leap year of 366 days every fourth year, which is what we use. Predicted. Um, Predict it, right. I predict that there will be a leap year. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and then we have Aristophanes of Byzantium. Mm-hmm. He invented the system of Greek diacritics that was the first to divide poetic texts into lines. Oh, so, like, mm-hmm. so that's how we use it now. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Aristarchus, Aristarchus of Samothrace, he produced the definitive text of the Homeric him and the other guy the other guy like made them standard and then he produced the definitive ones after him okay um there was a daughter library that was made into a temple called serapium serapium okay serapium serapium oh boy anyway um this was a a greco-egyptian or it was made after the greco-egyptian god serapis okay serapium yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it had about 10% of the Library of Alexandria's holding, so it was much, much smaller. Yeah. But still a decent amount. Okay. Like, if it was yeah. 40,000, they would have, like, what, like 4,000? Yeah. I don't know how to... Anyway. That's still a lot. Um, Scrolls. Okay. And then um, it is thought that a lot of the documents were destroyed when this... When um, Serapium was converted into a Christian church. I guess they, like, changed into a church and then just, like, got rid of some of the documents oh. and stuff. Um, and, okay, so, like I said, before I researched this, I thought that it was, like, that 
the Library of Alexandria had been fully destroyed and burned down and, like, nothing was left. Yeah. No. No? <laughs> At least according to the Wikipedia page, um, it did not happen. And there is not even evidence of, like, a big fire happening there. Um, what? It could have happened from a number of different fires where, like, a small amount may have been affected, but not everything. Um, so... The Library of Alexandria had been declining for centuries. It started with the purge of the intellectuals from Alexandria in 145 BC, which resulted in the head librarian um, resigning and then he exiled himself to Cyprus. So like they were wanting to get rid of all of like the scholarly people in the area for some reason. And so they all like fleed and like exiled away from the area. Um, So it was starting to dwindle already. And then other scholars fled to other cities. And then the library was possibly burned by Julius Caesar during his civil war in 48 BC. It actually isn't for sure that he, that it did get the library because he for sure set fire to the port, but they oh. don't know if it was big enough to reach the library. And if it did, if it even destroyed anything. So, 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 so it's still there. No. So nobody knows how it's not there. Definitively, nobody knows what happened to it. Yeah, it just was just like declining. I don't think it's there. Can you still visit? Can you? Can you still visit the library? So, like I said, it's hard to know if they were true with the Julius Caesar ones. But if it was true, up to 40,000 scrolls at that time may have been destroyed at once. If it is true. I don't know how they got that number. If it's not true. But there we are. What? 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 I don't know. What? 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 Anyway. I don't know. I'm confused because it's saying that... Um, you can visit the Library of Alexandria here, but then it says, like, it's I like think the area that it yeah, was. Yeah, I think they built a library near the area, and then maybe they're calling it that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, because it says like people think it burned down or whatever. Like okay. You said. Understandable. People... Oh, this says this website says you can still visit the ruins of the old. Okay. Library. So maybe there's like some sort of. Like the foundation or something. Structure of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The library also dwindled during the Roman period because there was a lack of funding and support. There was Mm. papyrus shortages. Uh, So they were trying to decide. um, So, like, okay. At that point, a lot of the scrolls had been experiencing a lot of wear and tear. It had been there for a while. So they were starting to fall apart. So then they had to decide, like, which ones are we going to copy during this scroll shortage which ones like are the most important to copy a new one of Mm -hmm. which ones do we not need to um so with that some scrolls were taken by conquering emperors if they weren't like whatever um copied and stuff and then um some religious leaders may even have ordered that some of the contents be destroyed like if it was like you know when it turned into the church um, they could have just, you know, oh. destroyed a lot of stuff that didn't mm-hmm. support, you know, right. Christian stuff or mm-hmm. other beliefs of other religions. That seems stuff. accurate. Um, there was a Palmyrene invasion with an imperial counterattack that destroyed whatever remained of the library, if it even still was like existing. Oh, okay. So that was like the full, so the full downfall. downfall. The the beginning of the downfall was like a lack of funding. Yes. And people were just seeing knowledge as less important. And yeah. Stuff, so. Yeah. And then there's this happening and a war and all this stuff. So now it's just kind of like up in the air. Nobody knows. Definitively. Exactly. Yeah. So there wasn't like one thing that. It was like many. Yeah, yeah. It was many, many things that compounded. And then it says his daughter library may have survived. Um, but when the Serapium was vandalized and demolished in 391 A.D., it didn't have books at the time, so it didn't destroy anything. It was just, like, there. Um, Okay. And then people say... So this is when we start to get into, like, the conspiracy stuff. This was, like, Mm. the interesting stuff. So people say that losing the things in that library set us back by, like, a thousand years. Set civilization back a thousand years. So 
here is what was possibly in the library. Yeah. That could be the reason why humanity's progress was slowed down. Okay. So apparently the librarians knew that the sun was the center of our solar system instead of the earth and that the earth was round. They knew it a thousand years ahead of time. Mm. It took another thousand years until Galileo, Columbus, Magellan, all of those people were around for these truths to actually be discovered again that the earth is not the center of the universe, that the earth is not flat, that all these discoveries and stuff that were already known supposedly. Supposedly. Um, were we had to be rediscovered a thousand years later. So imagine like what we would be where we are right now a thousand years ago. Where we would be today. Yeah, but like what does that what does that information change in our daily life? I don't know. That's a fair question because I don't know if it's like it doesn't necessarily change stuff in our daily life, but it, well, every other, like, science, I feel like, has is brought off of finding out, like, those kinds of things. That was going to say, like, maybe, like, in terms of, like, space and stuff. Yeah. If we had a thousand years, like, if we knew what we know now a thousand years ago... ago we might be more technologically advanced in terms of space and, like, traveling to planets and Definitely. just stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. If we knew, like, the staple information yep. a thousand years before we were supposed to yeah. or we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would change a lot, actually. I think so, too. In terms of but space. But we space. don't actually know. Like, if they knew that the librarians knew that stuff, why did it take a thousand years to find that stuff out? Like, how do they know that the librarians knew it? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Hmm... So here's some other conspiracies. <laughs> such a, that does not make sense. You're right. So here's more conspiracies. Okay. Um, some people think that aliens burnt it down. Oh, to keep us down? Keep the humans yeah. down? Yep. Or that there was evidence of aliens helping humanity. So like building the pyramids, building Stonehenge Ooh. in the library. And um, other people didn't want that to be common knowledge. So they destroyed it so that there would be no evidence of that. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, that's all I have. Basically, all conspiracies <laughs> fall under those two things. It was aliens or humans didn't want us to advance. And so they just... Okay. Them. And that's it. It was way... Why would way... humans not want us to advance? Yeah. Like, people people who want us to, like, governments and stuff that... Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So, yeah, it was weird. I, I thought that there was a lot more to this and, and there wasn't. And I was just surprised by what I found. So... Hmm. That's the library. The myth of the burning. The myth. Of the Library of Alexandria. Of the Library of Alexandria. Hmm. Yeah, I was hoping for, like, an Atlantic Atlantic City. Yeah. Thing. That's what it's called, right? Atlantic? Atlantis. Atlantis. Not Atlantic City. Atlantis. I thought it was going to be an Atlantis thing. That's what I thought it was at first, too. Hmm. Like, not fully well, known maybe if it that's, was real or not. Well, maybe that's to say that Atlantis was real. If we thought this was like Atlantis, then maybe Atlantis was real. Isn't there some evidence that... Dude, I keep getting... Because I think me, like, looking up, like, this type of stuff yeah. on my Google, it, like, recommends, like, articles and stuff. Yeah. And so some of them are, like... um uh, like fossils found from this many years ago, jewelry found from this many years ago, uh, in Russia or like evidence found of like, are the, the water people real? Was Atlantis real? And stuff like that. I never read them, but I always like <laughs> see their title and I'm and like, like, oh my huh. God, wait, wow. what does that mean for us? That's so funny. Yeah. So my Google's listening to me. Um, always, always. So what's your so book about? I got some different stuff. So Ooh. I have just, I, <laughs> we're already like 42 minutes into recording, but I have a lot of stuff. So I'm going to try and be a little bit faster okay. with some of the small Okay, stuff. I will try not to interject that much. So I have, the first part of what I'm going to talk about is cursed books. I do want to note that none of these books say why they're cursed okay i I tried to look up like is there evidence for why people think like it's origins cursed? and stuff origins there there isn't any proof of that love that but um so the first book is called the grand Grim- grimoire um okay 
and it's said that it has like an incredibly dark energy um and people say that it has like incredible like power like people feel like power from the book interesting um so people think that the book was written somewhere between 1521 to 1522 okay it's like literally a year difference i don't understand why it needs to be very specific it took them a year to write it that's true that's true but nobody knows who the author is oh um of course of course right and so the book is about this is the weird part it's about enslaving demons and lucifer so it's like most i feel like most of the time when you hear about like cursed books it's like oh the book is like teaching you like dark magic whatever being the devil yeah but this is almost like dark magic for a good thing unless you use them to fight for you i think it's yeah using it for like your own advantage so um, i would like to trap lucifer (laughs) would you yeah it tells readers explicitly how to enslave demons and even the king of devils famously known as lucifer um so this book was originally like available to anyone who wanted to read it but rumor has it now that the book is preserved in the vatican city's locker that the government locked it away to save humankind oh wow like what could come out of the books yeah like literally it's locked in the vatican city locker like actually is like Like, we know for sure oh well i don't know but that's everything i looked up said that it's like in the vatican Jeez. I know. That's why I was like, okay, at first, like, it doesn't tell you anything really about it, whatever, whatever, but, like, if it's locked in the Vatican City, like, safe to, like, not let people enslave Lucifer? Maybe it's one of those things where, like, maybe they don't know if it'll really happen, but, like, just in case it can, we'll just Just pull it from the shelves. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, let's get this down. Let's take it back. But it reminds me of... It, like, I don't know. I like it. I like the thought that it's real because it makes me, it brings me to my escapism Um, in this book that I'm reading where, like, demons are, like, coming through portals and whatever, whatever. And so this is almost like keeping the the big bad secret from the, the villain so that he can't, like, use the demons and use Lucifer Ooh, to, like, take over yeah. and whatever. I think it's so crazy that it's, like, literally locked up. Like, yeah. the book. Yeah. It's, like, uh, in... What is that? Why do, can I not think of the movie? The one with Ed and Lorraine. The oh, Conjuring. The Conjuring. Oh, they have, like, their own, like, little, yeah. like... like, museum. Museum. It's like that. But to, like, keep people safe from, like, using these bad things. But, like, in Vatican City. That's... <laughs> and, like, the book is insane. one of the items. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so that's the Grand Grimoire. Uh, there's also the book of Abramelin. Abramelin. Okay. Um, and I guess it's um, this man named Abraham. Okay. Took a trip to Egypt. Okay. Um, to see the Library of Alexandria. Oh, yeah. No. In the 15th century, where he met a sorcerer, and this sorcerer had a pool of knowledge about dark magic and cursed spells. And he told Abraham about all of these, like, secrets and magic spells, and Abraham, like, wrote them down in a book that he called the Book of Abramelin. Okay. Um, The Egyptian sorcerer told him dark magic to bring a dead person back to life. He also explained to him unfathomable treasures hidden on Earth whatever that means what literally whatever that means i want to know that i want an unfathomable treasure unfathomable treasure come on it also gives you uh the reader instructions how to contact a devil safely safely and also how to fly in the sky and how to become invisible um i want both just the casual things you know so again i don't know why it's cursed but there's that book and then there's the lesser key of solomon Wait. It's a cursed book of black magic spells. And revolves around demonology. I definitely feel like I've heard of this before. There are ex- there are instructions in the book that explain how to create things by casting magic spells. Um, these things include, like, amulets and talismans that are cursed. And then you can, like, give them to, like, your enemy, whatever. Oh, good. The grim- grimoire also tells tricks on how to summon demons and entities like spirits and angels. Ooh, Cassiel? Yes. 
<laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> oh. Oh, gosh, cat. Again, nobody knows when it was written or who wrote this book. Of course. Cat. Oh. Oh, cat. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. The, um... Oh, do it. The book starts off by explaining how one can torture dead spirits. Holy shit. Why would you want um, to do that? If you hated somebody who died early and you couldn't, like, get revenge against them, you could oh. just torture their dead spirit. I guess you could do that. <laughs> I guess. Uh, this um, one also talks about how to make yourself invisible and how to recover lost or stolen things. Well, that one sounds really useful. According to rumors, the book carries dark energy meant to harm anyone who keeps the book. But those are just rumors because nobody knows. Right. But people who had their own copy of the book claimed to have seen their book flying in the air oh, or, and pages of it turning violently <clears throat> without them. Left. That would be so scary. It would. No, it definitely me? would. Are you kidding me? So oh. those are some cursed books. But this, the next book that I'm talking about is not a cursed book. Oh. I guess, though, fun fact while I was doing my research, bookbinders and scribes used to place curses in books to ward off potential thieves, vandals, or plagiarizers. That's really cool. I, I know, like that a lot, right? actually. That's a really fun fact. Fun fact. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the book of Soiga. Okay. It's a book that people think was written in the 1500s. Okay. And it has around 200 pages, and of course there's no known authors, nobody knows who wrote this oh, book. Of course. But this man named John Dee, he was a mystical scholar. It was a book in his library. And this guy, like, really liked knowledge and, like, old texts. But he also liked texts very specific to, like, magic and occult and things like that. Okay. Um, and so he created his own, like, private collection. He just, like, had a giant library oh. with over 3,000, like, manuscripts and stuff. Goals. <laughs> Literally. So this guy has three three thousand in his private collection. Yes. Um, and I guess for centuries the book, the what is it the book of Soiga, mm -hmm. was only known by like references in other like documents. Oh. Because people thought it was like lost. Oh, okay. But then two copies of the book I guess were found in 1994. So it was. People think it was written in the 1500s, and this guy had it, like, in the 1500s. And then he, like, died. Um, uh -huh. And it two copies resurfaced in 1994 in two different English libraries. That's crazy recent. Yeah. yeah I know, right? I read that. I was like, oh, jeez. 1994. 1994. From the 1500s. That's crazy. Yeah. But he, the, the guy, uh, John D., only had one copy, so... Nobody knows, like, where the second copy came from. Like, he had the original, we think. He had the original. But then in 1990, it went missing. And in 1994, two identical copies were both found in different libraries That's so in England. And they just were there. Yes, they were just there. <laughs> huh? Nobody knows that, uh, nobody knows whether one of the copies is from John D's collection or not. Right. Obviously, how are you supposed to know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I find that, like, very strange. Yeah. Um, John D. himself was sort of strange. Okay. He devoted himself to the study of mathematics and astronomy and the developing art of navigation. He was Ooh. also obsessively drawn to the study of occult. Sounds about right. He spent his life searching for the philosopher's stone. And Nicholas Flamel. And Nicholas Flamel. Um, which I thought, like, from Harry Potter, the philosopher's stone... You thought it was, like, made up. No. Oh. Well, yes. But also, in Harry Potter, it makes it so that, like, things can come back to life. It makes it so that you can live really long. Yeah. Yeah. But in this, this says that the Philosopher's Stone could turn common metals into gold. So, like, I think J.K. Rowling took this and, like, made it something different. Unless you heard about the Philosopher's Stone from something else. Interesting. Yeah, because this, all my studies say that Philosopher's Stone turns common metals into gold, so then obviously you're rich. Huh. But in Harry Potter. <laughs> it makes you live really long or bring someone back from the dead. Or bring someone back from the dead. So a little bit different. A little bit different. A little bit. But that's when I read this, I was like, oh, he likes a cult. So like the Philosopher's Stone brings things back from the dead. No. 
Oh my gosh, that reminds me. I have to show you this really cool thing. We went to a store yesterday at the mall called Box Lunch. Okay, I've heard of that. You, We need to go. I need okay. to show it to you. It has Disney and anime stuff. It's really cool. It has... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It has Harry Potter stuff. And it has okay. these really cool bags. And it has, like, Deathly Hallowed symbol on it. And then it has, like, the Elder Wand as, like, a part of, like, the... The purse? Yeah. Oh, my God. A girl at my daycare has that. It's, like, pink. The green... Oh, Oh, she has a pink There's one. There's multiple. But, like, the handles, yes. like, the elder one. Oh, I know. I there's saw a that. Green, I was like, there's a green one with gold. Right. And it, oh, I'll have to show you. They're gorgeous. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, Harry Potter. But, no, guess but not. But, no. <laughs> he also, John D. also investigated the practice of divination, numerology, Ooh. and the accuracy of astrological data. Oh. So, the book of Soiga is in Latin. Okay. Um... It appears to be a book on, like, magical beliefs. So, it the whole book is, like, occult. Okay. And, like, magic and yeah. astronomy. And also, it talks about angels. Which, like, for me, when I think of, like, occult things, I never think of angels. Like, to me, angels is strictly a Christian, like, oh. Angels is strictly a Christian God thing. I don't, like, I don't believe, like, in angels. Oh. Because that's I interesting. see that as, like a bible thing that's really interesting because yeah there are like i feel like for a lot of that makes sense why you would think Mm -hmm. that too but i feel like there's a lot of tarot stuff that i watch where the people will mention like angels and stuff and it's not it's not like christian like solely christian yeah it's really interesting yeah but when i was reading this i was like um angels Angels. (laughs) that's not a cult to me that's not a cult to me right um but yeah people are like or like guardian angels is like different you know, but yeah. it's still like an angel right. thing. Uh, what is an angel, guys? Um, a passed on spirit, portrait? I guess. So it's like a spirit. So it's like a ghost. Yeah. See, that's where I'm like, is an angel a ghost? Or because like an angel in the Bible is not a ghost, right? Right. But angel isn't like guardian angel. Normally that means like a ghost. Yeah. I would agree with that. <sighs> it gets complicated. It does get complicated. <laughs> okay, so... So the book is in Latin. Yes. And he understands Latin. But the book also has, like, numeric puzzles in it. Okay. Um, so John D. contacted a mystic. So he, like, his name's Edward Kelly. And he is, like, a medium. But okay. he can also, he talks to spirits and angels via a crystal. Oh. And so John D got Edward Kelly, the mystic, to contact the Archangel Uriel. Okay. To get information on the book because the book talks about angels. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Uriel told John D through Edward Kelly. Okay. That the information <laughs> within the book of Soiga went back to the time of Adam in the Garden and Eve. Wait, in the Garden of Eve. Um, I guess, like, the book was for Wait, Adam? Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Yes. So, the it went back to that time. Yes. <laughs> and I guess <laughs> like, the book was for Adam in the Garden of Eden. Okay. But the content, the confusing content, could only be interpreted by the Archangel Michael. We don't know. There's no, nothing saying whether or not John D. went on to try and contact Michael. I'm assuming he did. Probably. If he contacted um, Uriel, he probably was going right. to contact another one. But there's no record of, like... Interesting. What, if he did, when he did, what Michael said, whatever. Huh. Yeah. So, but I guess the text uh, has some issues. Like, some of the Latin words are written backwards. What? For no reason. Only some of them are written backwards. Huh. For no reason. I wonder no if that's on purpose. Why. It ha- Code or something. Right? You would think they would have figured it out by now. Well, so the last <laughs> 36 pages, again, this book is like 200-something pages. The last 36, <laughs> they're comprised of squares with 36 columns and 36 rows of random Latin letters that were, like, slightly different from, like, the normal. Like, they were, like, ew, strange Latin letters. So, like, I have a picture here that's, like, really blurry but like this is what it looks like 36 pages of that what the hell which also now that i'm just thinking about it there's 36 pages and each page has 36 36 columns and 36 36 rows so 
that totals to 46,656 letters that are hard. It's hard to even see the letters, I guess. They're, like, strangely written. The rest of the book is easy to, to read except for the Latin words that are written backwards. Well, right. But then there's, like, these 36 pages with 36 columns and 36 rows. The letters are, like, slightly different and, like, were hard to decode. Um, and so he spent, like, his whole life, like, trying, trying to, to, decode that. to decode that. I understand. <laughs> I get that. And I guess, I guess, in 2006, the code was broken, so to say. Okay. It, so to say it was broken by a man named Jim Reeds, who is a mathematician and crypt- cryptologist. Crypt- crypto Cryptologist? Cryptologist. Okay. Uh, the first 24 tables, according to Jim Reads, are named after Zodiac constellations. I don't know what this means. Okay. I don't know. It's like, literally, picture... <sighs> picture a table with 36 rows, 36 columns. Every box has a different random Latin letter. And somehow, this man is saying that the first 24 tables, so the first 24 pages... Mm-hmm are named after Zodiac constellations. But there's only 12 constellations. 12 Zodiac constellations. Yes. So, like, there's more than one for each one? 12 times two? Yeah. The next seven are named after planets. Okay. And the remaining five are named after the natural elements. So that's what's he decoded. But, but he, still nobody knows what that means. Yeah, wait, so he decoded that, but like he's not saying exactly what it says still? Yeah, because the way that when I was reading it, the way what I got from it was that it's not like words. It was almost like themes. I think these are like themes of the tables gotcha okay so i don't think it's just like the word sagittarius 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 okay over again okay i see i think he was decoding he called them seeds they call them seeds i don't know what that means okay they called them seeds for each table has its own seed yeah so the first 24 tables their seeds are named after different zodiac constellations the next seven tables seeds are named after planets and the remaining five are named after the natural elements interesting yeah so he decoded that good job jim reads but what does that mean <laughs> yeah what can you what does that mean it, can you interpret can you, can you explain interpret, jim? <laughs> come on jim so yeah that's the book of soiga um it was decoded the code was cracked so they say but that doesn't no it's not cracked it's because not. nobody knows what that means <laughs> you can't crack a code We're and be like still confused <laughs> yeah you can't crack a code and be like i did it i cracked the code but I have no idea what it means. <laughs> I know what it says, but what it means? Couldn't tell you. I know what it says. Kind of. Kind of. I don't know if I can use the word says, but I know what they were going for. I know the general Generally. theme. <laughs> so, yeah. No, a book, 200 pages, 36 of just random tables in the back. That's really fucking weird. And in that's weird. I've never the 1500s, heard of this no it's author. So and, yeah. Nobody knows what it means. That's weird. But the rest, so the beginning of the book is all about like spells and astronomy and blah, blah, blah. And then just random tables in the back. With slightly different. With 36 pages of 36 columns of 36 rows. With slightly different Latin letters. Yes, slightly different Latin letters. Not easily decodable Latin letters. Really fucking weird. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Huh? Literally, huh? I don't like that. It is crazy to think, though, that, like, there's, like, people where their whole job is to, like, just try and decode, like, ancient texts. Yeah. Like, that'd be so fun. So fun, but also so frustrating because you could spend your whole life doing it and not decoding it, and then you die, and then you never decoded it. Oh, I don't think about that. I just think about, like, sitting there, and you, like, you're gonna hit so many plateaus over and over again. I'd just be, like, crying, like, looking over these 36 tables. Oh, 100%. Like, huh, guys. I for sure would just be in tears constantly. (laughs) But at the same time, I, like, oh, we talk about this. I need answers. I like answers. And so, like, where my whole job is to try and find answers. Yeah, that would, yeah. That'd be so satisfying to me. Even if I don't figure it out, like, the fun. I just, like the fun of it yeah wish i should have been a history major 
You literally just said that you suck at history. Should... The beginning of this. Episode. Yeah, but also history majors get to like travel and like see like That's stuff true. like that. Like we like history. I just don't know like the leaders or yeah that's fair what Whatever. like classes and stuff because you know like when you hear about like the pharaoh you hear about like the classes mm-hmm. and classism and i just don't know anything about that yeah or like government stuff when it comes to history i don't care about government stuff i care about same like, ancient artifacts and like how could they do this how could they do that how could the pyramids be built that doesn't make any sense um you know yeah i actually there, I saw a diagram of how the pyramids are built, and it actually makes sense to me. Oh, how are they built? I will show you. Okay. After. Okay. I'll find it. I will find. <laughs> and that is what I... That's it. That's, okay. That, that's me. The Book of Soiga, and then the Cursed Books. And the books. Cursed Books. That's really cool. That's really interesting. I just... The fact that one is supposedly in the Vatican. Just, just locked away. Just locked away for the safety of others. What happens if that's out? Guys, is somebody going to bring Satan up and, like, have them be, like, their bitch? And Satan's just going to, like, rule the world and get them to immediate power? Who knows? We won't know. Unless somebody breaks into the wagon. And do it ourselves. (laughs) And that's next episode. (laughs) Next episode, see us bring to the van. And release Lucifer. Absolutely. Only only if he looks like the one from the video game that I play. You were going to oh, say Supernatural. I was going to say Supernatural. Well, you can have that one. I do. I'll have the one from from the video game. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. Okay, you go. Okay. So, I have the stress, the stress less cards. So, it says, take what you need, leave what you don't. Pretend you are going on an adventure. What do you need? What will make things easier for you? What will keep you comfortable and safe? Collect all the things you need to have a wonderful adventure. Now breathe eight times intentionally while you think about setting off on your journey. Gather your belongings and set out the door. As you close the door, know that all know that you have everything you need and all the unnecessary things are left behind. Now do this with your thoughts as well. Imagine what you need to feel healthy, strong, and confident. What do you need to lead a happy life today? Gather them all and breathe eight times intentionally. When you are done, collect all your positive thoughts and shut the door behind you. All the unnecessary thoughts that would weigh you down today are left behind. All you have with you are the thoughts that will promote peace, prosperity, and happiness. Go forth on your journey and rejoice. By detaching from unnecessary thoughts, we liberate ourselves from stress. I really like that. I really, really like that. I like the analogy it uses because that is very helpful. To be able to picture it like that. Pack up and go on your adventure. Yeah. But only healthy adventure. Healthy. No unhealthy healthy thoughts positive. Here. Healthy positive adventure. Drill that in. Drill that in. Positive <laughs> thoughts only. I'm talking to myself. Drill that in. Please. Please. Please, brain. So then I have the cat tarot. And I pulled. I <laughs> pulled four of cups. It says, ever wonder if you're legitimately bored and restless or if you should be content with what's in front of you? What's this cup? What's in it? Should I take it? What about that one? So many options. And mine is in reverse. So it says, more dissatisfaction, more emu. No need to knock over the food bowl. This limbo is merely a temporary state. Think creatively. New tactics and approaches will bring more options. So mine is like about boredom, basically. And I like the bring new things to do. Like that could be, that kind of goes with like, the new tactics. New tactics new and new approaches could be think a different way. Yeah, think differently. New perspective. Positive thoughts. And you'll get... Leave the limbo. negative thoughts at the door. Leave them at the door. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah, I like that. I feel like, too, like... The holidays are, like, a nice break. Mm-hmm. But also, you can definitely fall into a limbo. Oh, of, like, just, yeah. like... Every day is almost, like, endless. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like... No work, no school. What do I do? Right. How do I function? Right. And then once this is over, over? Oh. <laughs> once this is over and we go back to work, we go back to school, we need to have those positive thoughts. Yeah. New tactics. Yes. New opportunities. So many options. Oh my God, I just have one semester left. Me too. Let's. <laughs> Everybody, 
uh, <laughs> wish send us, us good vibes, good vibes. Last manifest semester. only good things for this positive semester thoughts. for us please. positive thoughts we got this we got this. we got this oh and then we're graduates heck yeah heck yeah okay okay happy new year y'all bye bye